Welcome to Cracks in the Foundation with Tallulah Rose. All right. That's okay. <laughs> this is a podcast. No one can see anything anyway. Yeah, no one can see anything. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the very first question that I wanted to ask you, well, first you're an artist and then you started doing art therapy. You went to school for that and you became an art therapist, but you I mean you do both at the same time, <laughs> which is really cool and something I've always been inspired by cuz you have a lot of titles to your name. So I just wanted to first learn when you realized that you wanted to use art to help other people and then kind of go into what art therapy is a little bit and explaining that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I've always been an artist all my life. And um, I mean, I remember, I, I still have my first little sculpture I made in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> fifth grade, I won like an award for like from the fire department about like say no to fire or things like that. So, but it wasn't actually until high school where I kind of had a turbulent time because we moved to like three different states because uh, of my mom's job. And uh, it was really tough for me. Like I, I was, I had a lot of anxiety. I got depressed about it. And so I just kind of dove into my art and it was really healing for me. Like I knew that it was helping me, you know, deal with what was going on. And so one of um, the jury shows where I was, I had put my, my art uh, the judge was like, Hey, what, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, well, um, I like art. I like psychology. I'm not really sure. And he's like, well, have you ever heard of art therapy? And I was like, no. So they went out of their way and they sent me this article of, uh, about art therapy. And it was really cool because it was, uh, of this little boy who had cancer and he was in the hospital. And so imagine like being like, prodded and touched and you know being uncomfortable and so he had an art therapist that would come in and um, help him deal with his emotions so the art therapist had the little boy uh, draw out pac-man eating away his cancer cells and eventually he went into remission and the cancer you know was no longer there and i was like wow that's really really cool how powerful that you know he could use the art um, as a way to like strengthen his, uh, emotional mu muscle, right? Like just, just like to feel powerful in a, you know, in a time when you're like feel powerless. So I was like, I knew it was working for me and I could see it's working for him. Then this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be that person to go help other people too. So my undergraduate, I had that luxury of, I got, um, I did it in studio sculpture, which was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. And, um, after that, I got my master's in art therapy. So yeah, I've been kind of um, doing both worlds. Uh, I guess you could say like, I do make my own art and I do it really for myself. I do sell it, um, but I, <laughs> my most, just like, I just do make stuff that I want to make mm -hmm. uh, and then put it out there. And, and then also doing the art therapy of putting out there. So you asked me a little bit, you know, what is, Art therapy. I think you can kind of tell from the story that you know, like you know that it's it's healing. It's um, it's definitely more about the relationship that you have um, with your client, and then knowing what their goals are, uh, what their needs are, and then guiding them to get there. So it's like the transformation happens of like whatever you're dealing with um, is is kind of going on a journey together. 
and um, supporting the person. And it's very unique. Like everyone's journey is very different. It's not like a cookie cutter. It's um, you know, you're working with your client so that they can get to their goal. Mm-hmm. And you do that. So you do one-on-one clients, but then you also have the that group that you do, like Creative Soul Society. Would you classify Creative Soul Society as like an art therapy group in a way? Mm, yeah, it's a little different. Um, I do. Okay. What I do is like a, a few different things. So I kind of like, I'll, I kind of give you like a, the umbrella. See my, <laughs> yeah, the umbrella. I kind of see it as like three different branches. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I have a program it's called the art of healing and manifesting program. And so this has, it's kind of like coaching. It's kind of art therapy. Cause I always feel that, you know, anytime that you want to manifest something, there might be some underlying healing work just because energetically you got to get aligned. Mm-hmm. So th- it has those sessions in there. And it also is like, when you get into that alignment, uh, you know, you're going to want to share those gifts about yourself with the world. So there is that business component that I help people with like structure, whether they want to make programs or, or memberships too, or just put their own art- artwork onto the world. So that's kind of like the, the main one. And then um, the other one is art therapy. So it's like, if someone doesn't want to have a business and they're not caring about sharing their work with others, it's just more, they want to do the healing. Or they might want to manifest like a lover or something like that, or heal their relationship with money, but they just want to do the art therapy. Then I have that. And so then, then I say like this other tier is more about being in community with like, like-minded uh, artists, other creatives, where you can share your experiences and, and the journey. So it's um, a lot of the members that are in there have done my, my program, you know, or they, they might just have done the art therapy, but they also want to share their processes with others. So it's kind of an opportunity to see familiar faces because a lot of the members have been there for a while. Um, and then you get to know each other's goals and then you can follow up with them like, Hey, you know, you said you wanted that on your vision board and you know, is this happening or what steps are you taking or um, something along those lines. So what I call it art therapy, I, I have had groups that I have titled, this is art therapy and there's no recording. Like I will not record it. It's just like, if mm-hmm. it's a safe place, if you know, if you're, you want to share what's going on, um, you know, maybe some heaviness that's, that's happening and you want to share it with us, you're welcome to. But a lot of the, um, the sessions are, I, I like to focus on more of like high vibe, um, a lot of manifesting things like using your art as a, a way to manifest like people that you want to bring in or um, just different avenues of playing with your business. Like this month, we're going to be focusing on, I made an Oracle deck. So I'm going to, I'm going to teach you the the basics of how to create an Oracle deck, right? Just like, we'll make some cards together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's at the end of this month. So yeah. So that's, that's, I wouldn't say it's just necessarily art therapy. Sometimes we do some art therapy in there, but it's not like the, the main focus. Mm-hmm. And with that kind of side to it, because when I think about therapy and especially like art therapy and just healing in general, I feel like there's an aspect or a time period when you're like in that healing journey where that feels so isolating. So I'm curious when that kind of shifted for you, when you realized that the community aspect was something that was really important for everyone in their healing process, or like when you were talking about manifestation and all of those things, I feel like a lot of times communities missing when we're kind of working through that stuff. So is there a point when you realize like that was what you really were craving when you started out with this? 
Yeah. I mean, for, for myself, for creating it is that I wanted to have more art friends. And I think that like when, <laughs> when you're in community, that's just like you're going to be able to connect. But I think that, that as creatives, as we show up and share, we get we get blocked sometimes, you know, whether it's our ego or just past experiences. And and I think that like in community, we can share those experiences and just and then as we share, we're like, oh, we're not the only one that feels that way. Right. Because you said like you feel very like isolated, like as artists, most of us create, you know, all by ourselves. There's there's no one else around. So it's like if you can get in community and say, this is what's going on. This is what I'm working on. Um, and and, and share it with others is like, oh, well, I'm interested in that too. Like even with the, doing the Oracle deck that I was, I'm excited that it's coming out and doing it, but there's, there's a lot of people that want to try it too. And mm-hmm. why not share the love? Like let's share it together. And it's not about competition at all. It's just more about like sharing the knowledge and express yourself. Yeah. And have you, I mean, the creative soul society and everything and like the online retreat aspect of it and all that whenever I've done it it's very anyone can show up regardless of their if they want to be an artist or not kind of feeling Mm -hmm. and have you had a lot of clients that feel like they can't create art at all or tell you that they don't have any talent or that they just don't have that creative bone and what would you say to that person that wants to express something but they feel like they can't because they don't have that background Right. They might not have like the skills or techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that everybody is creative. So it's just being open to it. So if you can be open to learning, then you can do it. Like you, there's definitely an opportunity. Um, for example, I have, I've worked with uh, students in, in the schools and they don't have any training. They didn't have to take any art classes growing up. Um, and they're incredibly intimidated. But if I can get them to at least start the coloring page, I might just start. I don't usually start people with the coloring page, but I'm like, hey, just mm-hmm. pick some colors, fill it in. You're going to be, that's the first step, right? Of mm-hmm. just being open. Okay, well, let me try it. So if you're open to try, then I'll be like, okay, well, let me show you some shapes. If you can draw some shapes and put the shapes together, okay, I can teach you how to do a person. Okay, now what's the next step? And then I just keep, you know, it's just, it's just opening the, the gate. So that's a lot of times I, I do have um, clients that have like talk therapy and they're just like, you know, I really want to try something different. And I want to try, you know, maybe doing some art and seeing, seeing what comes up with it. But I don't have, I don't know how to draw a cat, but I really want to, you know, put this cat in my image. I'll show them, you know, like, like I said, let's break it down back to, to the shape. So if they're open to trying something new, you can do it. And I, but I think that's that's where I said it's really about the relationship that you have with your client and knowing where they're at, because we'll be experimental. Like if you never used watercolors before, I can walk you through the steps of how to use the watercolors to create a landscape. Or, you know, there is some teaching aspect, but the teaching is that's where you're going to be expressive and you play and you mess up and you know it's no judgment. And I think that's a, the difference between art class and art therapy is that art class, yes, you are going to learn those skills, and there might be you might have that mindset this is good or bad but in our therapy it's not about the good or bad it's just you know the main thing is about the process right I I've noticed for me like over the years as I've been kind of working through it it's I always thought creating art was kind of just expressing emotions and while that is like one aspect of it I've noticed 
like over the years, the more I do it, the more I'm just like really finding an identity within it. And mm-hmm. I've always been curious about that aspect of art therapy where it's like, oh, you're learning how to like regulate emotions and learning how to understand those emotions. But then there's an aspect of, I think if you are an artist as well, you get mixed up of like trying to find your style and you kind of end up looking like other people's work. And then there's a moment where you switch and you're like, oh no, this is who I am. And I just love that aspect of, especially with art therapy, I feel like it unlocks a lot of identity things that we miss out on (laughs) because we're constantly told of like you're supposed to do this you're supposed to be this but then at least for me and I think you might have seen this in clients too like I create these things and then it opens up of possibility of like who I get to be and I get to choose based on like my art um I think there was one one of our like we were talking one day and I was creating like my ideal like apartment and I started painting it. I've never painted like apartments before and rooms Mm -hmm. and everything, but I started doing it and I was just so excited (laughs) about it. And I think one of the sessions, like the groups that we did, you were talking about um, like creating something for a feeling of like love or feeling of like what is just joy to you and kind of going through the emotions, but it's finding yourself too, which I don't know if you've noticed that or like feel that (laughs) when you're creating. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's, I love to be intentional with what the emotion is. Right. And that's where I think that manifesting is is really powerful is that you can, you have that opportunity to choose how you want to feel and then, and bring that vibration into your artwork. Mm. Right. So it's just like, and then also the symbolism that goes in, like you said, you, you created that apartment, like what's well, a great way to manifest it. Right. And and that goes with anything of just like, if you want to create the emotion or if you want to create an experience that you want to go on or um, bring some sort of object into your life, it's, it's just, you have that power to create. It's like your superpower as artist. Was there something that you created when you started to realize like, oh, I can manifest through my artwork or was it kind of a long process for you? Um, well, I, I mean, I noticed it with my, my clients, um, but I also noticed that I think the biggest aha for me was more about my healing journey of like coming out as an artist, because even though I've been an artist in my life, it's not like I went out there and like, showed my artwork to everybody and said, I want to sell it or anything like that. It was actually during like a dark night of the soul where I wasn't showing anybody my work and I wasn't creating for a, a bit because my kids were little and I was doing a lot of art therapy. And um, I had this realization that I did want to sell my work and I did want to put it out there to the world. And um, in that process of doing that, that's where all this uh, you know like how much do I charge and what's my self-worth and what is uh you know it's like a big it's like opening up this whole new can of worms and so um when I started doing some healing techniques of like looking at my energy around money um and then I started doing the healing actually one of the techniques is in my new book the art of healing and manifesting 
um, like drawing up my money monster and, and relating to that of like where that showed up in my life and actually was with in those moves that I had talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, where that anxiety was, where that depression was. I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely related to money. Cause like we moved around because of the money. And um, when I started to make those connections, that's what it was like, oh, it was like a, this big aha. Right. And, and then it made me realize, okay, well, what, what's the energy that I want to have? Well, man, I want to get in touch with my money, honey. Like I want to be able to love money, right? I want to bring it to me. I want to be able to sell my art. I want to like put a certain price on it and have an energetic match to it. And when I did that, the universe like gifted me right away. It was like, was it like the next day? Like I sold a thousand dollar painting and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really powerful work that I could do it for myself and I could teach other people how to do it. Right. So it's about connecting the dots. And do you think you would have gotten there um, Mm -hmm. if you didn't have that period where you stopped kind of creating for a moment? I think we get really wrapped up in that constant creation mode right now. And I think we have some shame if we're not in that period. Um, so I'm curious how that was for you. And if that felt beneficial, like being in a period of rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, honestly, that period wasn't rest. I was actually a big old people pleaser and that's <laughs> 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 okay to burnout. I had burnout. Um, so I was doing way too much stuff saying yes to way too many things. Um, but that was a like a definitely a learning lesson there. I'm a recovery, recovering people pleaser. Um, <laughs> but no, I do honor those times when I'm not creating, even though I have space to create. Right? I'm just saying that it's an ebb and flow. Like it's good to you know, take time to digest information, read a good book. What did you learn from it? You know, and then go make a painting about it or something, but it's, it's okay to digest whatever's going on in your life. And then when that inspiration comes, you know, get back into your creative flow and not beat yourself up. I used to beat myself up all the time when I was younger. I remember being in college because you had to produce as well. Like when when you're taking all these art classes and I would be so mad that I had this love hate relationship you know, like if I did, if I made something and didn't look good or didn't come out the way I wanted to, I was a perfectionist. So that was working against me. And that's why I had that love, hate relationship. But then I had to realize like, that's, it's not working. This is not healthy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's, not fun. Let that go. Yeah. It's not fun. It's like, this is supposed to be fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a big old journey, but yeah, when I was able to let that go, and, and like I said, like I make my art, is, I definitely make it for myself. It's definitely intentional. It's what inspires me, what make, lights me up. And as I share it, if I'm sharing it with somebody and it lights them up, like that's, aha, you know, that's like <laughs> the, the golden ticket. <laughs> it's very um, joyful. Like all of your art pieces, it's either joyful or like very serene. Like those um, ocean paintings you did, those huge ones. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Just like uh, one big breath. <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the first things you told me when we like started our relationship, our friendship, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> one of the first things you said was just that when you're painting, you're envisioning the person who's having this painting in their home or in their office or wherever you are thinking about 
doing it and you're painting it from a place like this is theirs already. And I found that really interesting. Um, it kind of like the law of attraction where you're like in the moment envisioning it. And it was just this really cool, instead of running for clients and business partners and all this stuff, you're just like, oh no, this is for this person. I don't know when, <laughs> but it's happening for this person specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You got to like know that it's, it's going to be a vibrational match somewhere along the way. So Mm -hmm. it's fun when it happens. Did you have that same process that envisioning when you were writing this new book? Yeah. The first book, um, it kind of came, okay. It was was interesting. I'll talk about the, this book that's coming out called the art of healing and manifesting. So I wanted to write this book because it's not like it's coming out soon. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This is the cover. I wanted to write this book about seven years ago. So like I've been collecting information, I've been stacking it. I've been using the techniques for about seven years. Mm -hmm. And um, it was interesting I was starting to write down like publishing places that I would like to be like, picked up by. And I had my list. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to contact 50. So I was like writing down these, who I'm going to contact, even writing the letter. And then in that meantime of doing that, I actually had a publishing company call me and I was like, oh, this is weird. Wow. <laughs> but they didn't want to do my book that I was, they wanted to do their book. And I was like, well, what is this book, you know, that you want, want me to do? They're like, well, our idea is that, you know, we'll, we'll do it specifically on um, our therapy exercises that are for this particular like population of people that are dealing with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. And I'm like, okay, well, I've had a lot of clinical experience. I, I yeah, I've worked with people doing that. I, I'll, I'll do it. And then the next book will be my book. <laughs> so that's kind of how the first book started um and it has 100 exercises like it's uh, I think it's a great resource for clinicians Uh, I think it's a great resource if you're wanting to try something um to to manage um your symptoms of anxiety depression or PTSD um it's not therapy that's that's I think that's where people get a little tricked up is that they think that you know I can just sometimes you can just use a book and use some techniques and that's good for, for what you need, which I think is great. But it's also the part where the therapist comes in and, and makes it beneficial is you have like subconscious beliefs, right? There's things that have experiences that we've had in our lives and um, they create our world. Our subconscious beliefs create our world. And subconscious means you're not conscious of it, that you're not realizing those connecting the dots, Right. And when you have a therapist, they help you connect those dots. They're like, okay, well, you keep saying this and this is showing up. Okay, maybe we need to change that story. And you don't even realize you had a story that you kept telling yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where um it can be um really effective to, you know, um have a therapist. But going back to the book part, I think books are really cool because you can experiment, you can try things, um, see how it works for you. And so this book, Art of Healing and Manifesting, um, it incorporates, um, it's called Creative Exercises for Living in Abundance. So it's about pretty much up-leveling every area of your life. So it's looking at like your relationships with yourself, your self-care. It's looking at your relationship with money, your time, um, with your partners, your relationships. So all those, everything in your aspect of your life, it's, it's looking at it. And it has the exercises um, related to 
um, the law of attraction and through the chakras. Because when you're working with the chakras, these energy centers, um, they are related to your life. So it starts off um, with the crown chakra. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like just like opening up yourself to getting divine um, guidance, um, looking at those downloads, looking at um, like what your desires are because your desires are unique to you. It's like a gift from the universe, like, like wanting something. And then it's going into, um, so there's exercises related to that. And then it goes down to the third eye of like being really being able to use your imagination to create mm-hmm. your world and to dream big. And then moving down to your throat chakra, which is communicating, like really speaking about those desires. Um, and then moving into your heart, which is about the relationships, um, like who do you need to bring into your life to, um, make this happen? Who are those expanders and, you know, who do you need to call? And then moving down to that, the solar plexus, which is about, you know, your self-worth and your purpose and having the confidence to do it, like to, to make that the desire happen. Mm-hmm. And then moving it back down to the sacral chakra, which is all about having fun. So it's about bringing in the joy, managing your emotions, and just letting go what's no longer serving you. So all of these relate to the art. And then even going on to the root, and the root is about the basic needs. Like you're looking at um, your family, your shelter, your money, um, and it's about structure. So it's mm-hmm. giving you um, exercises to create that structure in your life. So yeah, so it's... Um, there's about 50 exercises um, that are related to, like I said, there's part art therapy, law of attraction, and, and the chakra knowledge, so that it's guiding you to look at your desires and it's, it's like giving you that structure to bring it down from like this idea down to the ground to the earth so that you can see it happen. Oh, so it's very much like transcendental, I guess, is the word, <laughs> where it's like in the ether and then you're just kind of dragging it down through each. Mode. yes okay and you're making sense. art about it yeah oh. is it for someone like me who mm-hmm. has to like run into everything <laughs> can you work on like all your chakras at once or in this book is it very much like take your time with each one and kind of heal and move through it yeah I would say definitely um take your time with each one but um the way it's structured, it does start with the crown chakra and you can make an actual chakra set. Here's a, here's my little chakra set. <laughs> so each one has intention. It has like certain symbols to use, but it's, but you make it unique to you um, for what your desire is. But then there's other exercises too, where you can um, explore, like there's one called treasure mapping and, and that's in the the third eye chakra. So it's like really looking at your own specific journey and, 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 you know, where you want to go visit and you actually make a treasure map of the different islands and, and places that you, that you're going to go on your journey to make it happen. Yeah. That sounds so. (laughs) Yeah, it is fun. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like you can just stay with one chakra and then do all the exercises for, and then move to the next because someone might need more healing work, you know, on one than versus the manifesting work because that's how I have it split up I have the healing side and then I have the manifesting side of where you want to focus and do you have um information about each chakra of how to even determine if you need healing in that chakra because if someone I don't know doesn't even know (laughs) what it's meant to feel like and isn't in trust with themselves um 
is there some guidance of like, oh, if your crown chakra is blocked, you might feel like X, Y, and Z a little bit. Yes, most definitely. I do. There is a chart that um, tells you like what the imbalance would feel like. If it was the crown chakra, it would be like depression or apathy or just um, like feeling lost and confused. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then it would say, what would it feel like if your crown chakra was balanced and that would feel more of like, um, aligned, you know, feeling on purpose of, of getting intuitive uh, downloads from the universe, you know, always feeling supported. So you would definitely, um, it, it talks about that, like in the book, and there's like a, a chart, which I think always makes things easier when you can like, oh, that's what it, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's who I that's am right me. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a full kind of guidebook. Yeah. 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 So it's, so it's looking at it because like, it's going to be so much easier to manifest when you are in alignment. So that's what the whole point is, is that like wherever the healing, let's do the healing, but let's get you, um, you know, your vibration, right. So that you can feel good and it makes everything flow. Cause you want flow. You want to go yeah, with the flow. flow. And you recently um, finished making an Oracle deck. Is that in alignment with the book or can it be a standalone thing as well? Well, I'm selling them separately and um they, because I feel like they're, they're two different, um, and you can be used differently because the, the book has the exercises for you to get into the alignment. And then the Oracle deck is, um, more of like a daily card pull that you can get inspiration from. And so it, it was kind of cool, like putting it together because, um, they're two sided. I wish I had them right in front of me, but they were on one side has, um, artwork that I created and then on the other side is the message from the universe. And the way the way that the inspiration came is from the sections of the book. So there's like a crown chakra section, right? Which is like chapter one. And then there's seven cards that go with the crown chakra. So there's seven inspiration cards that go with it. And, and so, so for each chakra, there's seven cards. So there's a, the 49 card deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what feels like the aha for me is that I've always loved the chakras. I've always loved learning about them. I remember just going to yoga classes when I was like in college and finding out about them. And they've always been like a common thread in my life and making my artwork. I've never, you know, I really didn't start getting into like the chakra, like learning about like that, like how I could use my art with it um, Mm -hmm. until I had that dark night of the soul. And I started using it more for myself, but also with my practice with my clients. And um, with this card deck, I think it, it was really cool because I started to see that my, the art that I make, not that this, the chakra art, but like my regular art that I, that I create, it actually had the same themes of the chakras. Like I like I'm painting owls and it's like, oh, wow, that's like the owl is a symbol for the third eye chakra. Like I was, I was starting to like, when I was putting it together, like I, you know, I painted elephants. Oh, well, the elephants are related to the root chakra. You know, so I was starting to see the symbolism and the connections within my own artwork that, that related to it. So I was like, this is amazing that I could put them together. (laughs) And I didn't see it before. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, you were straight channeling into all your work. It was just like creating a little portal for you. (laughs) It was. So for me, that was the big aha, because I didn't see it before. I didn't realize, like, I knew my work had, like, a spiritual thread. But then when I saw that, like, oh, wow, it's actually a match, it, it felt it felt good. Yeah, I always love seeing 
I feel like there's always subtleties with art where you start uncovering just the spiritual aspects, even if the person mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a spiritual person, there's always something deeper in the work as you start, if you're consistent with your art, then you start seeing this like little thread come out of like your subconscious <laughs> and it's always really mm-hmm. cool to see. Um, and your Oracle deck was, I mean, I might be putting words in your mouth, but I feel like it was a manifestation for you too. It kind of just all went <laughs> the way you kind of were intentional about it. And I think you started talking to me about it in August and then all of these things started happening and it just kind of all started manifesting for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, it's been interesting. It's been a fun journey and they're actually being like printed right now. So I can't wait to um, have the box in my hand and, and see them. Yeah. So I I did a Kickstarter and that got funded. So um, they're happening because when you create a deck, you have to like buy lots at one time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just buy one. Um, But yeah, so, um, so I'm buying a whole bunch and yeah, putting it out there. So it's really exciting. It's exciting to, to see how it's, how it's unfolding. That'll be really cool. The, it seems like the book itself is like the initial, um, intensive work. And then the deck Mm -hmm. is kind of like a maintenance or, um, just kind of keep checking in with yourself as you move through that book again. Yes, most definitely. I wish I had it in front of me. I want to pull a card for you, but I will pull a card for you later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> That'll be so. I'm excited. It'll probably okay. be something with a sacral. Right? <laughs> you think that's just what's calling right now? Okay. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> about like sacral. Well, at least when I've started to look at my work, it was like, oh, there's a lot of orange. <laughs> yeah, a lot of healing. I wanted to talk a little bit about how people can um, find you and work with you too, because you do so many things <laughs> so they can purchase like a painting from you on your website they can also join creative soul society they can join creative online retreat as well yeah so the, the creative soul online retreat is a free facebook group mm-hmm. so that like anyone can join it if you want to like share your art or just connect with other creatives that's like you can go there and then, you know, every few months I'll do like a free experience such so that people can kind of get a taste of what I'm about, like what I teach and, and things like that. Um, and then, yeah. And then the, the other offerings I, I definitely have on my website is uh, leahguzman.com. And so if you want to do some like hands-on work with me or get some guidance that's available and then, yeah, all my paintings and all other goodies um, yeah, are lots there of too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I'll also stuff. link it below. Um, are you, you're not offering the Oracle deck anymore, right? It's only for the people that did the Kickstarter or can you still purchase it? Yeah. Yeah. So you could still purchase it. So I ordered um, a large amount and so, um, the, it was funded so that I could order that, that large amount, but I still mm-hmm. have some available. So it's kind of like my first batch um that so I still have some available and then like when that goes through then I'll just order another large batch but I just wanted to make sure that um it was approved by by my my community so it was (laughs) so I was like yay you know when you have ideas you're like should I do this or should I not do this (laughs) I'm always very um inspired by like how nurturing the community you've made is 
And I think it's very cool because it seems like community is such like a big value for you and and moving forward. Do you have any plans of like expansion or like what you want to see for that community as you're moving through your journey? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely want to continue growing the community and, and giving it as much love as possible. Um, we've been creating chakra sets, which have been a lot of fun. That's had a, um, some good feedback. Um, so I should, I'm possibly will do those again. And that's part of the book too, of, of creating chakra sets. So um, I'm going to have some more guest speakers uh, come in uh, for this coming year. I'm setting those up. And yeah, just uh, we're doing accountability partners. That's something new as well. Oh, wow. So people can connect and, you know, hold each other's hands for like once a week. Say, hey, did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to do that. But yeah, those are some fun things. Um, I'm going to, I actually got a whole bunch of um, some insights today about making it more of like a game, um, of like create like a bingo board and um, you get to mark off um, which exercises that you've done in the community um, on the back end in the membership and then you get a prize, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just want to bring some more fun to it. Oh, that's so fun. Do you have any, um, you do like, three or four day experiences. Do you have any coming up soon that people might want to join? Yeah, I am going to, I think in March, March. Um, might be a good time for me. I, I really wanted, I was trying to do February, but with the whole pandemic, the book kind of um, got pushed back in, in the date. I mean, it could still come out in February, just there's just been a little bit of um, kind of pauses. So it more than likely will be March. So I'm thinking, you know what, that's probably a safer bet to do another three-day experience because I want to be able to give away the book. I like abundance and I love um, doing giveaways. So I want it in my hands uh, yeah. to give them away. So and where can March people pre-order the book if they can? Yeah. So I have everything on my website. So on the top part, it says book and deck. Awesome. <laughs> I yeah. think that's all for me, but thank you for coming on. It's been so fun. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing a podcast and you get to share the love. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you.